Oh, wow. I'm like, what do I do with if, if it's not a fan? I have right. one, but like, I'm like, what do I, I mean, do? I mean, I have mine too, but like... Like, sure, we're going with it. You that. know what? We're just going to do it. We're just going to... It's fine. It's fine. We're out of Pride Month, but it's fine. I haven't been spiraling for two days. It's fine. It's cool. It's fine. But... Welcome to the cup refilled, where the reality of the past becomes the tea of today. I'm Logan Murphy. I say something gay. Gay, we are drinking this gorgeous. So I'm back on my crack tea kick. We're making full gallons of it again. This is just strawberry lemonade. And it's really good. And I'm really happy with it. But if I was drinking something smaller and warmer, I would be doing it in my cup mug. Link in the description below to get your your cup mug, among several other things, but this is mm-hmm. the classic. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's my turn. You're the only other person here, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, hello, hello. It's me, Lana, your resident diva, here to give the tea, spill the tea, and drink the tea because you know I love me some tea per. And if you have some tea, you know what to do. Hit me up. Today is a little bit stressful for me. We won't go into detail why. So, you know, I decided I need to drink a little bit of Mike's heart. Lemonade, some strawberry heart lemonade. Mm-hmm. Strawberry, strawberry lemonade. Period. Strawberry lemonade. Mine is not alcoholic. I wish mine it was. is hard because I it's just that kind of guy. You deserve but, it. Period. I also have water because a good balance is good to have. And hydration. And it's the generic water. Are we oh, ready? I, I don't have it ready. Oh no. Well Hold never on. There we go. Sponsored by the generic Lucy Laduca, period. period. <laughs> I feel like I just always have to have it ready now, regardless of what video it is. Okay, I think word. so. I think you should. I'm not mad at it, honestly. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. <laughs> Lucy Laduca permeating every single inch of our podcast. Um, yes, we are back. It is our second episode of our recap of Survivor Heroes versus Villains. Uh, we are talking episode three and episode four. Uh, it's a couple of rough episodes, Lana, if I'm being honest. It's rough. I did not enjoy. I mean, uh, enjoy I enjoyed one, one of them. There are yeah. two moments across these two episodes that I fervently enjoy. <laughs> and that's about it. Well, we'll talk about that. We sure will. But we get back from Tribal Council. The heroes had just come back from Tribal. They voted out Stephanie. And we get Tom treating James like a child. Yeah. Like, he is just treating James like a petulant child, which he's not. And it's just like, I forget how horrible Tom is. Right. Like, I right. really honestly do. 
And like, he's just like, James, you could have gone about things in a nicer way. So could you, Tom. So could you. So could Stephanie. So... Fuck off. Oh. Um... I, um, yeah, I was, mm, 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 mm. now see, this is the thing. When you're wrong, you're wrong. And I will call you out when you're wrong. It is going to be a moment in this episode where I am going to call out James for being wrong. Because just because you black and I root for everybody black don't mean I don't call you out because you are black. So it is going to be a moment in this episode where I am going to call James out for his behavior. But this time, Tom is throwing around this bullying word again like he bullied Stephanie into doing anything. James wasn't the only one that voted out Stephanie. The rest of them did. But you got more grace for JT who backstabbed you and lied to you about the alliance that you were supposed to be in. James ain't never promised y'all nothing, but you made him James mm -hmm. for calling out Stephanie for not doing what they said they would go do in the challenge, which is to let one voice be the voice and how he reacted to losing because he was frustrated at losing. We all get frustrated in the moments and we say things that may be a little bit out of pocket, but yeah. it was off of frustration and being in the moment and when she tried to defend herself and come back at him, he was supposed to not say nothing to her. And she was not supposed to, like, I didn't have no problem when she snapped back at him because yeah. when he was calling her out, she had a right to defend herself. But there's but no then, reason for Tom to get involved. Tom and Kobe could have just let that be between Jeff, uh, Stephanie and James. But I understand why Kobe said something because it's like, okay, you're trying to defend. Well, okay. Let's just see. This is the man in here, the white man in him to defend the white man, woman in her against. I get it from his white man perspective, right? It's not like it, it, he he would have been much better off just nothing. Let them deal with it. Be like, can we try to? I'm not going down with that sinking ship. And guess what happened? He went down with that sinking ship. Right. De-escalate the uh de-escalate the problem would be one thing. Like he could have just been like. Hey y'all, let's try to calm down between both of y'all. Let's both calm down instead of going in on James. Like, how dare you say something to her and she can't defend herself? No, she has every right to defend herself. But when he defends himself, he has every right to do the same thing. This is yeah. tribal council. We can go back and forth. It's conversation both ways. Jeff asked the question, he answered the question. Stephanie interjected. James came back and interjected. Like, that's what's supposed to happen. You and you didn't even have to say nothing and get involved in that, but you did. And then now you want to come back to camp and want to be like, you could have handled that nicer. Who are you? Whose daddy are you? Not mine. Not James. Like, who do, who are you to tell him how to police and control his feelings? Even he said, did I handle it wrong? You could have been nicer. Why? Why does he have to be nicer? It, but whatever, I, 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 like I said, I get it. I understand that they felt like they should defend this woman who was being yelled at, bullied, bullied 
but they was not being bullied. That was a conversation. We've seen bullying happen before on Survivor. That was not bullying. We've seen much worse. Before and after. And after. And during, honestly, and, for that matter. So let's let's, let's not add. Yeah. But all right. So we move. <laughs> we go to the next day. And there's chickens uh, abound on both tribes. And it's just like, we get this confessional from Rupert where he's just like, our tribe just like isn't connecting. We're not strong. So what do all the guys do? They decide to just bond over killing a chicken. It's like, yeah, bro, we got that chicken. Yeah. Like, it's like, this is the straightest man activity. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, And I'm mm -hmm. just like, why? For what reason? Y'all could have just, y'all could have just killed this chicken and ate this chicken. No problem. And it would have been fine. But instead you're going to be like, yeah, bro. Yeah. Like, it's no, absolutely not. No, no, God. And then, meanwhile, there's this like the villains have set up this like chicken trap, and Coach is talking to Russell about the first vote, saying that Russell's relationship with Parvati is dangerous Mm -hmm. because Parvati is dangerous. And, you know, going back and watching this season now with the knowledge that these people had absolutely no fucking clue who Russell was, mm-hmm. like, it changes a lot of my perspective. It's why Russell, for me, got to where Russell ended up getting. Yeah. I completely agree with you. It's like, ah, Russell making, spoiler, final three makes a lot more sense now because they didn't know how dangerous he was on mm-hmm, Samoa. Mm-hmm. They had no clue. So for all they knew, he could have gone out first. Right. And then he basically did on Australian Survivor and I lived for uh, yeah. of it. He went he, second, but he thought he was everything and he was uh, all of that and he was gonna be Mr. Survivor all across the uh-huh. board. And Australia was like, absolutely not. <laughs> I just <laughs> love, not. I, I just love throughout both of these episodes, you just see Coach in confessionals just lamenting over Parvati, where it's like, I'm not gonna be influenced by Parvati, you know, um, her smile and her charisma and like pulling down her bathing suit even smaller than it already is, right? But I'm not gonna be influenced by that, like Rob might. Um, Russell clearly is, you know, even Tyson might, but I'm not going to. I'm above it all. And I'm like, um, Jerry's sitting right there. Are you not, were you not just petting her hair just a second ago? Well, even then, you continually bringing up all of these details means that you've, you were watching about this coach. I'm about to say, I'm about to say, if you didn't know this was happening, you wouldn't have known it was happening. But somebody was watching Poverty very, very closely to know she inched down her little small bikini and she was, what you, you stalking? You looking? Because if you didn't, if you wasn't looking, you wouldn't see it. But she was looking. So, yeah. And I believe it's at this point Jerry calls, Parvati a virus. Yeah. Which, I mean... Yeah. I mean, <laughs> There's a reason Parv has done so well on every season she's played. 
Yep. Even Winners at War, honestly, I think Parv did a really good job. But so we end the night. <laughs> I forgot this happened. <laughs> and how much this like influenced everything. Russell decides, oh, I'm gonna cause drama. I'm gonna hide the machete. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I forgot about this. Oh no. Cause then they go the next morning and they get a clam. And they're like trying to find the um the machete and no one can find the machete. And I'm just like So they're breaking this clam with a rock. Literally. <laughs> trying to break the clam with a rock. It's so yeah. But Randy is so like I'm not used to this. I found this big old clam that we can all eat off of and everybody's acting like no thank you. Since when do you turn down food on Survivor? Right! I'm like, who does that? Like, even me. These I'm villains? Like, I'm like, I'm allergic to shellfish, but I'm hungry, so I'm gonna eat it and oh, stir up later. I, don't so. do that. back to the heroes because um i was like oh yeah candace is on this show um <laughs> can you tell i don't like candace um yeah. so candace is talking to jt about you know the alliance that they have formed whatever whatever and candace is like, well, I just want to make sure that Sari feels comfortable because I just don't know about Sari. Mm-hmm. And JT being, you know, I, I have to say, JT is a very smart Survivor player. Yes. Always has, always will be if there is an opportunity that he returns. But, like, he takes that information and he goes to Serena Amanda and just throws Candace so far under this bus. And then she doesn't trust you. No, <laughs> like Candace doesn't trust you. So Sari goes to Candace. It's like, do you not trust me? And Candace is like, I don't know what you're talking about. I've never said anything of the sort. And I'm just and like, then she goes on a rampage and wants to go talk to everybody. Like, did you tell Saree? Did, did you say something to Saree about me not trusting her? Because now she doesn't trust me. And I'm like, I don't know. I've never said anything like that. I'm like, girl, you just did. It's you on just camera. Said it. It was just girl. Did it. And who did you tell it to? Like, it shouldn't be so easy how she found out. Like, who was I talking to when I said I don't trust Saree? <gasps> JT. Mm-hmm. JT lying to you, girl. I mean, like, because I was straight up like, so you heard that from JT. Because JT's lying, because that's not the conversation we had. Yeah. And I will go verbatim at what the conversation I had with him. So I'd be like, this is what I said to JT, so you know that I know that I know who said it. Like, I said I, what, I said what I said. I said we have to keep, we wanted to keep you here and keep you comfortable. That's what I said. <laughs> I would leave out the part because I don't know about you, but mm-hmm. but girl, your game blown up. She she knows she does. <sighs> She's like, there's mm-hmm. sabotage. Who mm-hmm. started this rumor? I'm like, the person you said that you you the person that you told that you weren't comfortable with three. 
Like, how do you not know who said it? And how you go go around asking everybody who said it when you know who said it? Like, you said it, girl. Oh, like, you said it. Oh, my oh, Lord. So no. annoying. <laughs> so annoying. Let's go to the challenge. Yes, please. Oh, boy. So it is the, it's become kind of a classic, the sumo wrestling challenge with the bag. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is just a blowout. It was embarrassing. Embarrassing. It was embarrassing. You know who I did think stood a good chance in this challenge? Sandra. Mm. Mm. Didn't she sit out? Yeah, she sat out. That's why. Mm -hmm. Sandra stood a good shot because she sat out. Um, Mm. But you know who did very, very well and I was really happy to see it? Suri Fields. I was like, you better get that point, Suri. You better. Yes. And so it is, it, we're playing to eight. It is seven to zero heroes. Mm-hmm. And the final matchup. Now, this is where I'm like, what the fuck? The final matchup ends up being James and Randy. Randy. And Randy is just being disgusting, in Mm -hmm. my personal opinion. Being like, you're going to beat up an old man. You're going to beat up an old man. Y'all can have said in any other fucking round there was a man. Right. Why would you wait? Any other round. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Just because y'all left Randy to last. That's y'all. Doesn't mean that James should be taking it easy on Randy. Right. So the round starts. Randy lifts up his bag to go hit James, and James just goes, boom! And it's over. As he should. I mean, yeah. Like, I I did agree with that. I was like, please. That was embarrassing for the villains to lose that bad. And Randy trying to gold James into taking it easy. That's what you were trying to do? Like, You're going to be of an old man? Yeah, he yes. did. Yes, I am because that's it's the nature of the competition. We're not putting Randy in against I don't know Tom. Tom, you saw who was going up. I'm like, okay, Randy, you're going against Tom, even though you still would have got annihilated because Tom is way stronger than you. So even like even Colby mm. or Rupert, like why Rupert? Are... Rupert would have been like, a better choice. Like seriously, even honestly, JT. Any other man would have been a more fair matchup. I was about to say, your tribe set you up. Your tribe set you up. You should be mad at your tribe for not putting you in earlier. And them being smart enough to save save James for what could be the last round. That made sense. Like, there was nothing. It was so stupid. I was like please, please, don't do that. Don't try to make him look like the bad the bad guy because he was beating quote-unquote, beating up an old man. Now, he, didn't beat up, he didn't beat up an old man. He just, he just pushed, pushed the old man off. off. But I will say this, James. Mm-hmm. James was a little over the top. He ain't have to be like after the fact, after you won, just celebrate your win. You ain't got to keep taunting and you get your throw the bag. 
Right, he like, threw the bag onto Randy. I was like, "Oh Jesus, okay." I mean, like, I, I, I mean, that's the part of celebrating, I guess. But like, I mean, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna safely assume because I don't think James would purposely throw it on Randy, even though Randy was being a piece of shit to him. I don't think James would intentionally do it. I feel like James would just try to throw it in the mud and it landed on Randy. I don't know. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt in that situation. I think he I threw it agree. on purpose. I do think I think he threw it on on purpose because it was like, I pushed you out. Yeah. And take that too. I'm going like, to give him the benefit of the doubt because I like James. I like James. <laughs> I do, but I just... The excessive look, taunting, though, I do agree with it you. It was the little. aftermath. It was the one who got back on the podium, and then, then they tell me, I knew you were on the wrong side, James. Of just, all fucking people to talk, it's Courtney? <laughs> like, girl, bye. Like, girl. He was Where? They were excited that they won. They have been to tribal council twice. They have not won a challenge. They were excited that they won, and then they beat you dominantly. Like, it was no question how bad they beat you. So, yeah, they were excited. But, yeah. 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 So the heroes win. The villains are going to tribal for the first time. And, I mean, honestly, this whole pre-tribal discussion is kind of a moot point like it's just all of the same points that have been brought up previously Mm -hmm. randy is the weakest person on the tribe parvati is incredibly dangerous what are we gonna do here right um this i do love we get another one of our several mentions uh throughout her survivor career of miss sandra diaz twine saying anybody but me i don't care who it is anybody but me I'm like, yes, Sandra. Because I forget how kind of, and I'm not saying this is a negative thing, but kind of how insignificant Sandra is in the pre-merge of Heroes versus Villains. Mm-hmm. I forget that a lot. Because obviously, you know, mm-hmm. she wins. But like, I was like, oh yeah, you are not featured whatsoever really in the first four episodes. And most of that is because the villains win three of those four episodes, so I understand it. But I'm just like, oh yeah, you are not you are not the focal point of this early game at all. At all. But um but yeah, so it basically it, it's coming down to are we voting Parvati? Are we voting Randy? Right. And then we get oh god, we get this monologue crossfade moment from coach as we're going to tribal and i'm he's just like i will not compromise i will fight for randy until the end that is my man i am gonna stand with him i am gonna work for him until the last possible moment that i can you want to know what happens audience it's a nine one vote that was the most thing he could do that was it in that moment. That was as far as he could take Randy. If you're like, going to say you're going to do every single thing you can you for absolutely Randy, did not. don't vote for him. You're not going to vote out Randy. I was, I, I was so overcoached in this moment. And then at when the votes came in, I was like, you are just fake AF. Like, I cannot. I would have 
Oh my god! If I was Randy, I wouldn't talk to him to this day because, like, I, you did all that just to vote me out for mm-hmm. no reason at all. You could have been a nine or eight two vote. Like, you could have gave or me eight a, to one to one, like some sympathy kind of like just not vote for me. But no, literally, you you're a moron. Ugh, I couldn't. Coach just does not do anything for me. At all. Nope. At all. Nope. And bye, Randy. Moving on. Episode three. <laughs> episode four. Yes. Uh, we go back and we're we're back at the villains camp. <sighs> oh god. So at Tribal, Sandra had made a comment about coach. <sighs> And coach, coach is just turns into a beaten puppy dog, and it's just like I want to leave, I want to leave. Harkening back to episode three, we didn't really talk about it. After the Stephanie vote out, Colby's talking to Tom, and Colby's like, "Well, I want to leave," and I'm like, "Okay, bye, bye." There's the door. Who say it? They want to leave. Just go. There are so many other people that would absolutely love a second or third chance at Survivor. Bye. Goodbye. Because something ain't going your way you want to leave. Literally. I'm like, bye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. But in this moment, I was also like, okay, bye, coach. Bye. (laughs) Goodbye. And Tyson being a lovely human. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just like, I'm going to be honest with you. Don't do the things you've been doing because people are making fun of you. They don't respect you. And I'm like, yeah. They don't. About right. Um, so we go to the next morning and Rob is basically just like, what the fuck are you doing, coach? <clears throat> like, why are you doing this? What are you doing? And it's just like, no, you're not at the bottom. You're fine. Right. And Coach is like, well, why is it that you only want to bond with me when we're getting ready for challenges? What do you want me to do? Be up your nuts? Literally. Do you want me to be hanging off of your arm every moment of the damn day? Like, get over yourself. I got things to do. I'm I'm playing Survivor here. Sorry. Can't be up under you all day. Other people I gotta talk to. Like, get out of here. Literally. People are weird. People are weird. Just like, ugh. But I forget also that in the early seasons, we have Sears catalogs being brought to the island. Oh. Lovely. uh, For the reward. Pick your own reward. Great. Uh, (laughs) So... We go to the reward challenge. We find out that the villains chose a toolkit, a tarp, and some twine because they want to build a new shelter. Mm-hmm. The heroes are playing for a full fishing kit and like stuff to make like better food. Mm-hmm. And the challenge is mm-hmm. sliding down a runway, grabbing a specific numbered ball, and then throwing it into a hoop. I just want to talk about James covered in oil for the next 30 minutes, Lana. <laughs> I don't even care. I don't even care. I don't even care. I mean, it was a sight to see. 
They oh. let that man looking like that on national television. I mean, would you have... I'm not mad about it. Let me make that very clear, but... Oil definitely does something to some melanated skin. And it was just glistening in the sunlights of, what, Samoa are we in? Somewhere in the South Pacific. But glistening... It might have actually been Samoa. (laughs) But glistening in the sunlight of Samoa with all of that oil on that ripped toned body of that man uh, of that six foot something of another man probably four I would say but it was uh, yeah mm-hmm. I wasn't mad at that in the single most revealing pair of spandex shorts he could mm-hmm. be wearing I'm like sir <laughs> sir okay then mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. respectfully Respectfully, respectfully, I appreciate it. I, appreci- I appreciate it this moment. There we go. <sighs> Let us continue, Logan. Please stop fanning and just talk about this now, please. <laughs> no. Yes. No, yeah, I'm gonna I'm continue. No. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a very close challenge. Yes. Uh, it comes down, oh no, it comes down to Tyson and Colby? I think so, yes. I think so. I watched this episode earlier today, I should remember. Um, I believe it comes down to Tyson and Colby. And the villains win! Good for you. Good for you. Good for you. And they go back, so they go back to camp. They start opening their stuff and Russell picks up the knife that's in the toolkit and just dislodges it. And all of a sudden, a clue to an immunity idol just falls out in front of the whole tribe. (laughs) And I do remember this is the start of those seasons where they started doing this kind of thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I think mm -hmm. they had started it in Samoa or they had started it in Heroes vs. Villains or something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where they're just hiding it in rewards. Um, but yeah, so everybody gets the clue. And Sandra is like, well, if anyone goes looking for the idol, we're gonna we're gonna vote them out at the next tribal. Easy as that. Lana, please don't die. <laughs> please. Um, and then Russell is like, well, I'm going to go find it anyway. I'm like, okay, work. So Rob then said, sends Russell or sends Sandra to go look for Russell. And Sandra's just like, he's going, he's going to find it. Y'all already know. Y'all already know. Like, I mean, come on. Who ain't gonna go find it when they didn't drop the clue in front of everybody? Literally. I would want to look for it too. It just maybe a little bit more com- covertly than Russell, uh-huh. but I would have looked for it though. And that brings me to I think my favorite quote of the episode, where Rob says, "Russell's a bonehead. He's like the Hobbit on crack." <laughs> yeah. 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 
But y'all let him go. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And then cinematic parallels. We go to the next morning over at the Heroes and we find out that they have a clue as well hidden in their coffee that they got from the last challenge. Mm-hmm. It took y'all three days to find that clue. Right. How far was this clue in this coffee? Did y'all just not drink the coffee? Y'all clearly drank the coffee because y'all apparently all slept very well. <laughs> so, but it just gets pulled out. It's not the whole tribe, but Tom is there. Tom, I think, is the one that pulls it. Amanda's there. Ceree's there. James is there. I think Candace was whatever. Um, and ultimately, Tom finds the idol. Mm-hmm. And Amanda fully clocks that Tom finds the idol. Mm. And it's just like, yeah, Tom's acting funny. So. Work. I like him. See, I like Amanda. I'm just going to say I this. love Amanda Kimmel. I'm one so of sorry. my favorites ever. I mean, I like Amanda. This is. Except this... when she voted out Sari. But, you yeah, know. But whatever. We'll forgive her for that. Maybe. I like Amanda. She now. was trying to win a million dollars and it was a lose lose situation. I get so, it. I yeah. get it. Okay, sure. But yeah, um, I liked Amanda in this episode. Well, at this part of the episode. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, girl, clock his tea because he's a, I don't like him. If it's not obvious. Tom is my least favorite person on this entire season. I would rather deal with sugar before I deal with Tom. Oh, gladly deal with sugar over most. I would rather deal with Coach before I deal yeah. with Tom. Honestly, will, my my bottom yeah. two are it's a it's a tough race for bottom between Tom and Randy, and Randy's gone thankfully. So yeah, I mean, I didn't like Randy either, but I think I, if I was picking between the two, I would rather deal with Randy than I would deal with Tom. I just don't like Tom, but okay, work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so Tom yeah. Tom finds it. He goes and tells Colby, and they're like, oh my god, we have an idol. I was going to say, who is this we? I have an idol. Are you speaking French over here? We are not we. Mm. Mm. So this is a lot of people talk too much. I would never tell anybody I have an idol. Never, never, never. I know. Well, remember, Tom is playing this game with honor. Mm. And respect. Uh- and I have to honor and respect Kobe to t- and tell him about my idol. I can honor and respect him without and not tell him about the idol. What is that? What does the honor have to do with telling? I, they're Kobe? on the bottom together. I guess I understand it. I wouldn't have done it, but so moving along. Next we next day. We're at day eleven. We are at the immunity challenge, and it's the blindfold roll you through, roll you in a ball, and then table maze, but make it. Uh bigger <laughs> they've been doing this challenge for so long it's still not fun to watch for me like I and the still... first one was Samoa and yeah. it literally ended in a medical <laughs> situation so I'm like I, I still don't like this challenge I'm not a fan of it but it comes down to uh, Rob and Tom are being the callers for the table maze and it literally comes down to seconds and the villains pull it off rob does this is one of those moments that i'm gonna 
I'm going to praise Rob. I don't always praise Rob. I'd go check out our last review where I kind of dug into him for about five minutes. <laughs> but um, this is where I'm going to praise Rob because he just does a really good job of, you know, being the caller, staying cool under pressure, recognizing that it's a very close situation, but still like giving clear orders and doing a really great job as a caller. So villains win. Heroes are going to tribal. And I mean, it's an obvious, there's the obvious six person alliance with Tom and Colby on the bottom. And it's pretty common knowledge that someone has an idol, probably mm-hmm. between the two of them. So they decide they're going to split the votes 3-3 on Tom and Colby. Um, And on, I mean, if everything had stayed the way it was supposed to stay, that's a foolproof plan. Mm-hmm. But things don't always go the way it's planned. Now it doesn't. No. <laughs> no. I'm very upset about this episode, by the way. So if you all see that I am not engaging a lot in this conversation, it's because I am not. I don't like it. I didn't want to. And watching it made me very sad. And I'm just like, I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) I don't want to talk about it. I I mean, I agree. But... So... Amanda and JT have a conversation and they agree that they don't trust Candace. Mm-hmm. So they go to they go to talk to Tom. And Tom is trying to convince JT and Amanda to keep him and Colby in the game over three and Candace. And Amanda is ends up basically saying she trusts Tom at this point more than Candace. So Amanda goes to Sari later on and relays that conversation. And Sari is just like, why are we? And then the, eventually the entire alliance shows up and it's just like, Sari is just like, why are we taking out Candace? This makes no sense. Like, yeah, she's wary of me, but Tom and Colby are huge threats. Right. And Unfortunately for Sari, she's doing this just a little bit too loud. Mm-hmm. And N- JT is watching and notices that Sari has changed everybody's mind again. So JT goes to Tom and tells Tom that Sari is now masterminding everything, which is not the case. <laughs> It's literally, it is the farthest thing from the case. JT just happened to be, to walk up at a moment where Sari is like, I don't understand why we're doing this. And just asking a genuine question of the group, not trying to necessarily sway anyone's opinion one way or the other, but it's literally just like, why are we doing this? It doesn't make sense to me, but if y'all want to do it, okay, but it doesn't make sense to me. and obviously JT knows about the plan to split the vote so this is the perfect opportunity 
for JT to make a move. And I guess the only person we can move make a move against are black people. Because she's the mastermind, of course. Why because not? she asked a question. I mean, Sari is a great survivor player. Mm -hmm. So I can't say, I can't say that all of this is out of a place of ignorance towards the way that Sari plays, because she is a, an exceptional survivor player. I mean, that's the thing. I want. I'm not gonna go there. I wasn't gonna say they did it because she's a black woman mastermind. Blah blah blah. No. I'm saying Tom specifically. Tom, Tom has had a hard on for Sari since he got there, so it was just kind of like he wanted Sari gone the second he walked on the beach. Well, and, and the like, two, and it's. I mean, it it seems a little convenient that the two people he are is going after first happen to be the only two black people on this tribe. Right. I'm just gonna say that. But mm -hmm. this move from JT, I can't, I can't, I can't blame him no. because Sari is an amazing, phenomenal survival player. She made it to the end both times, or the other, all the other times she'd been both played. of the it's, previous times at she, this point, right? She made final three and then final four, right? And so. so she is not, he's not wrong no. for saying Sari's a great player. Tom is not wrong for not wanting Sari to be to last in the game because she has connections on both sides and she's no. just a great player. Not wrong for doing that the game no. moves. And so I get it. I don't like it, it's but I get really it. It's so sickening that that is the case and it has to be on Sari's neck to get this mastermind edit when she really didn't do anything but ask a question like why are we voting out Candace? Like literally asked the question and JT took that and ran with it. That makes JT a smart player because he yeah. took out a big threat that could probably take him out later the longer they let her in. But it's still just Ah, I hate it because I love I mean so much. I think Sari Fields is my ultimate and same. favorite same. survivor player ever. And she's the best player to never win this game. And I love her so much. So I'm like, I don't even, and guess this happened a long, long time ago, and I shouldn't feel so passionate and emotional about but we do, this, but I do, and I love but we do. so much, uh, and I love the fact that she was on the traders and won the traders because I was. I was able gonna to say, I was gonna say, we're living in a 2023 timeline where Sari finally, 15 plus years after starting on Panama. Finally, got the recognition that she is entitled to. Entitled to. Most people I don't say are entitled to this, but Sari Fields is entitled to winning something that is of a strategic game. And she won traders by using her brain, getting people to trust her, and she flat out murked that game. Was nobody going to beat her? And it was evident halfway through, like, she is going to kill this game. So, yes, I'm very happy that Sari finally got the recognition she is entitled and deserves. 
but I still hated this moment watching it because the I was only like, she, time she doesn't make merge. Only time. And it's, I'm like, what? A merge without Sari when Sari is in the game? It's weird. It's wrong. I hated it. But yes, I did get very emotional about this moment. So I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I completely agree with you. Sari is my favorite survivor player of all time. That will probably never change. There are a lot of people that have gotten close to that level for me, but I, I don't think anyone will eclipse Sari no. just on how incredible she is. For me, honestly, I think Parvati's up there. I really love the way that Parvati plays the game, and it's just so unapologetically her. I, you know, I, I'll go ahead. go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, like, of the people that kind of get up there for me, I also like. I think of of everybody here who would be the three. It would honestly be Sari, Parvati, and I'm gonna be honest, Marianne. Mm, yeah. Like those are the three players for me that just like they just do it for me. And like, if there's a winners at War two eventually we all know Marianne's going to be on that season and I'm yes. very excited to see her play anything. I'm like Marianne for traitors genuinely think that would be incredible, but you were saying, you know, you want to know what I love about poverty and like poverty is not like one of the top, my top, 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 top favorites mm -hmm. of survivor of all time, but she is one of, she is a favorite. And this is what I like about poverty. Poverty is just, she knows exactly what she's doing. Mm -hmm. She knows that straight men are weak. Mm -hmm. And all it takes is a few little smiles and giggles and bad of the eye and ego brushing. And they will do anything for you. And it's like you stroke their ego enough, they will literally take you to the end of the game with them. Mm -hmm. And it was like sure people saw how much of a threat they saw it in the in the, uh, in the last episode was talking about it uh, immensely just talking about to nausea like just going on and on and on about how poverty is cancer and the virus and the threat and how but she just have to do very little she used the assets that she was given her by god she has she's a pretty girl with a beautiful body and she puts on her two small bikinis and she strut around that beach and she smiled at these little boys and they she got them eating out the palm of her hands and she don't even have to apologize for it. She's just like, I'm just an innocent little girl. Just, I'm just an innocent girl. Just doing what I do. <laughs> and I like, I love it. I love you doing what you got to do to make sure you can get what needs to be done. And if you if you fall for the tricks, that's on you, not on her. And I'm like, that's why I'm like, is she a villain? I wouldn't call her a villain, honestly. I just feel like she's just a good player. And y'all don't know how to handle her. Like most people don't know how to handle women who are confident and strong and secure in themselves in these games. They don't know how to handle them. So they call them a villain or they're a B or they're, they just, you know, they have no morals, no scruples, and they dog women. But harmony is, I mean, poverty is poverty unapologetically. And I, yeah. I give nothing but respect to her game. All the time yeah. she's played it, she changed nothing. She did the same thing. And y'all watched her do it. 
and then you let her come on this season and you let her do it again. Yeah. Whose fault is that? Not hers. No. I appreciate it. I'm here for it. Yeah. Yeah, I par for me is just I've I've always been so impressed with the way she plays, and I feel like every time she played was so fundamentally different, but always still parvity. And like for me, the the gameplay that I was kind of the most impressed with, and maybe eventually we'll do this season for refilled, and I would like to do it, is when she was on Winners at War. Mm-hmm. And the way that she the way that she manipulated herself in the edge of extinction, honestly, for me, is like some of the better, some of my favorite Parvati gameplay because it wasn't based on all of that like sexuality stuff. She had come back because she hadn't been on since this season. Mm-hmm. She had been off the show for 20 seasons. And so coming back and like sort of having a completely different mindset because what, 10 years had passed? Something like right. that. Right. Um, I just, I enjoy poverty. But Sari, we love Sari. Eventually, I feel like we need to do Game Changers as well, just for the, the just for the Sari of it all. Right. I don't love that season on a whole, but the Sari of it all. I feel like we, we should. But let us know in the comments below. We are working our way through Heroes versus Villains, but... What seasons do you want us... We're not anywhere close to being done with this season, but what seasons would you like us to cover next? I mean, we have... I have a couple in mind. I'm going to throw them out here. I mean, I said Winners at War, Game Changers. I would like to do Fiji because I think Fiji is a very underrated season. And I know, Lana, you enjoy Fiji very much. We have a very good friend of ours, uh, friend of the pod, who is a very big fan of Fiji, Miss Gia Worthy. So maybe we'll get her on to do Fiji. I would also like to do San Juan del Sur just because it might be my favorite Survivor season. Um, But let us know what you want us to cover. I'm really enjoying doing this refilled situation for Survivor. Um, and any excuse to go back and watch Survivor is fine with me. So, <sighs> so thank you for joining us for Outwit Wednesday. Obviously, this is the middle of our week of all the uploads. So go check out our Project Runway reviews that, we're, that Make are Make it work dropping. Monday. Make, Make it, it work, work Monday. Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, tune in for Outwit Wednesday here, talking about Survivor Heroes vs. Villains, and Friday, talking about Claim to Fame, Famous Family Famous Friday. Um, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at the Cup Pod for all of the fun moments and your most up-to-date cup news. Uh, follow both of us because we're we're fun. Twitter might be dying, but we're still fun. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell when we're filming this episode. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, get your merch, please. Get your merch <laughs> below. Uh, and with that, cheers, Lana. Cheers. Goodbye now. Goodbye now. Sari Fields, you're a queen. Sari Fields is an icon. A legend. A diva. We love you.